Hello. Hello, Eloise. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Excellent. So I was thinking today we needed to talk a little bit about what tarot is all about. I think that would be good, seeing as randomly last week we did a a tarot reading. (laughs) Exactly. It's sort of an idea of, well, it's very complex. Of course, it's not, not, not simple just to say, you know, you're putting down a deck of cards and pulling cards and reading the future. Um, it's way, way more complex than that. What's what's occurring is that you're, you know, one is the, the two people uh, that are working. So the tarot reader and the querent are both engaging in a, in a sort of a, a relationship of that that is intuitive that is also picking up uh breathing picking up uh signs from the person's face i could actually see her face but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way that i see someone's face they can be they can be silent on the other end and you can still pick up what exactly is going on though though you may like so let's put, poke some holes in it okay? yeah so it's always fun number one, it is a deck of yeah. Number one, it is a deck of yeah. cards. So what's really going on? Well, I have I have left brain knowledge of the cards. I have left brain knowledge of life. I have left brain knowledge of fairy tales and stories and movies and this could go on and on. So we have a lot of left brain knowledge. And once the left brain is occupied, so if somebody doesn't know the tarot cards, they'll struggle to speak the the phrase. Yeah. It's almost like they're they're hieroglyphics that you're reading off the cards. But the cards are so of each card itself has a ton of archetypes, um, has a ton of different representations. How do you know which one is the one to use for a particular individual? Well, as we 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 talk about often is we have our own filters. Um, you have your own knowledge, but also the right brain will start to engage with the left brain so that uh, the left brain knowledge receives the right brain intuition. Now, that doesn't mean that as a reader, I sit there and I say, I know everything. I don't. Uh, you, you, you just don't. What you're, you're doing is way beyond uh, your control. And there are so many things, like I said, the person's breath, the person's movements, the person's agreement, the person's tears, the oh. person's... Um, yeah, just how you're relating. And oftentimes, you know, people will say, no, you're way off. Uh, that's not at all what's happening. So uh, because I've always had a strong intuition, doesn't mean just because someone says you're way off, that still doesn't mean that, you're that wrong. they know themselves, which, which is interesting, right? It's it's That fascinates me. So you're constantly in this, this play of what do I need to... Uh, figure out right so you're you're kind of figuring out a few things so if somebody says no that's not what what's happening i check in to do did i go way off track or is it my language is it the examples i gave because the mind is incredibly rigid it wants to hear certain certain things a certain way it wants to hear the world's going to be really rosy and you're going to meet that dark tall handsome stranger that's part of it. That's that's part of the yeah. expectation. Yeah, you, but also, you, yep. you can also 
assess your present life in a particular way that somebody else observing you may see yeah. it quite differently. Right. Which is, is huge, a huge part of all the work yeah. you yeah. and I do. Right. Um, I've They're always seen, holding a mirror up to people and they don't necessarily want to see it. They don't, they don't, or they may not yeah. be able to, there might be so much trauma mm. they can't. Yep. Right. Because we can't forget that there is trauma. Uh, people, people, it's, it's being kind because people have been, have been traumatized. You know, I have some, some great stories of people who, uh, you know, ended up coming to me as a tarot reader and uh, didn't like me at all. And uh, they leave, some didn't like me, some really like me, but they, they leave the, they leave the session and they come back a week later and they say, I really need to talk to you because you did something. Yeah. To me. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> you know, cause it, it, when I focus on tarot, it is the, it, or tarot readings, my sort of, I guess, intention is to help people. My intention is to give them something they can use to go off and work. <laughs> in their lives with it. But also what's, what's interesting is you can be doing, which is so complex, but if we stay with the idea that the, the left brain has, has knowledge and the right brain is intuitive. And once the left brain is occupied, so the mind doesn't go off and tell you, Oh my God, I must be fantasizing. Oh my God. I wonder if this is true that yeah, it gets, it's all busy and the, and the right brain can engage intuitively and, and intuition is there. You can sense things uh, from people though, of course, I'm not necessarily insistent um, about things. I'm usually, um, well, you could describe it your way. Sometimes I can see something and feel so much that it's true. Like, let's say somebody hasn't taken responsibility for something mm. in their lives. You just know that that's, that's what's plaguing them. And it's to give it to them in the, um, in the, well, I, I, I want to, I don't want to give too many uh, blanket statements, but as gently as possible, finding, finding different inroads to discuss it with them. So it opens them up to some possibility that they never saw before, right? Because if somebody's in victim mode and blame mode, they're not going to want to get out of it necessarily, okay? Many people do. They, they go, why, you know, I don't want to be in this victim mode. But uh, many people don't want to get out of it. And the, the, the reason that they don't want to get out of it isn't so obvious, right? It's not, it's not obvious because the, the, the traumas they could have experienced in their lives have created these protective defense mechanisms through the mind. So they just, they just can't get there. Well, this is when we say, you know, you have to have will, right? Without, without will, you're not going to be able to see your, your victim mode. Yeah. And so many people are filled with anxiety and, and, the, you know, their nervous systems are fried, that, that they're unable to even approach their own will to make a change. They're so encumbered by nervous system issues, traumas, even if someone says they've had a decent life, you know, they've had good parents sent them to good schools, you still don't know what the trauma is. Yeah. You know, let's say someone's, you know, someone's growing up and they, you know, the parents spent more time getting them things than actually uh, 
giving the child what they need attention. to yeah. maybe attention or even even yeah. tools right because because when you think about it what does a kid need they, they don't need that no. much right so so parents often encumber themselves with a big house to raise the kids right and they'll they'll both work and and nobody's home with the kids and you send the kids off to daycare so some some person who may or may not be educated may or may not be qualified is educating and raising yeah. a child you know it's, it's such a strange concept that obviously it's the breakdown of of society the breakdown of family uh in north america right mm-hmm. Where um, I'm, I'm sure in Europe too it must be happening, but here, you know, the breakdown of the family, where the, you know, the state kind of brings up the kid and tells you how to live, and and people aren't so happy with um, with any ideas that contradict what the state has already told us, right? Uh, that the state is determining, you know, how we should raise our kids and what women should do and what men should do, and these these apparent value systems. I don't. I don't think they're um, they're real values. I think they're such superficial values. Like that you should have two TVs in your house is not mm-hmm. a value. The value is is responsibility getting down to brass tacks. So, so you know, someone who says, okay, I'm going to downsize to a one-room apartment while I have my kid. And we, you know, one person can make the money. It doesn't matter if it's the man or the woman. And, you, you know, you can save money. You can do all kinds of things. And there you are, you know, uh, in the old days, you have to buy books. Today, you don't even have to buy books. You can go on the internet. You can, uh, you can, you can go to the library, you know, and figure out what's the best way to raise your kid and give your child all of the possibilities. So even that, where a parent wasn't present to to hand down uh, ways of living in the world that are that are problem solving ways, mm. right? How do you solve a problem? How do you solve does, a problem? How, does a, how do you solve a problem? A lot of people don't know how to solve their own personal problems. They don't know how to solve communication problems. You, you know, oftentimes you can hear, uh, oh, no, I, I don't want to say anything. That would be confrontational. Mm. Well, that, there's a fine line between what is confrontational and what is just being honest yeah. and open. Oh, but but I think if I say that, somebody will get angry. Well, they're going to get angry. What does it have to do with you? And maybe you're in the wrong company. But of course, there's trauma because sometimes the parent gets angry. They might whack you. They uh-huh. might yell at you. They might punish you, right? So uh, they might just ignore you, which is which is just horrible. Yes. So just to, just to give a, you know, we could go on and speak about this for 10, 20 yes. years. That's not. But just for a general idea. <laughs> Of what, of what trauma yeah. could, could be like. That's the thing. Sometimes it is subtle. Like people expect it to be something massive, like you witnessed a murder, or you know you were slapped, or but it can be very subtle if it's persistent, subtle behaviour or neglect or something. It can be massive trauma. Sure, it's the difference between physical abuse and emotional abuse. Mm. I mean. Physical abuse is horrible, but at least you know exactly yeah. where the um, responsibility lays. So, so if this massive adult, right, this this five to six foot to seven foot tall human being, attacking a one foot year old child, 
yeah, or yeah. even less. It's inches. <laughs> you know, the, 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 how can how can you possibly you know even slap a child, mm. right? Yeah. And there are a lot of people who think that's okay. I know. Uh, in in Canada, I think it's it's illegal to touch a child. Uh, okay, it's not. Mm. You know, it's it's so interesting because we've got um, the minute a woman is abused that you know people rant and rave and oh my god this is just terrible but women uh, are the number one abusers of yeah. children in the world you can look up that statistic i don't have the references for it but you can look it up on your own and that means you know basically you know the woman is the one who's going to do the punishing the scolding the slapping the hitting the whatever um it's fascinating right and yet we we don't we don't rally around for well i think in the uk mm. is you're allowed to hit your i kid. think we still can yeah i remember i was once there with you actually in, oh, yeah. in tesco uh, in reading and, and, and there was a child screaming you know and and i thought yeah and i thought my first thought was oh the poor kids you know must be tired, taken out, dragged around, you know, needs some rest. And the the cashier turns around and says, what that child needs is one good slap. And and the woman who was next in line in front of me said, yeah, that's I all know. that child it's needs. It's insane. I remember years and I remember years ago, Sean Connery was on television and said, mm, yeah, what a woman needs a is a good slap once in a while. And the whole world goes crazy, but it's it's okay to slap a child. There's even, I mean, I think this girl is really funny. I forget her name, but, you know, she talks about how, you know, in her culture, there uh, it's Mexican heritage that, you know, a, a little kid is being obnoxious. She has this joke where, you know, somebody goes over, a Mexican goes right. over and, and hits the kid. Right. And says, and the kid says, starts crying. He says, Oh, you're going to start crying now. Go and tell your mother. I did her a favor. Right. It's, it's hilarious. I think it's really funny, but at the same time, it's also, if that, if that's normal, right. If it's okay. Exactly. If it's normal to, to hit kids, right. That's just, it's just tragic that it's funny. Okay. That still can put the funny in it. Uh, but it's tragic that that women have, um, well, no, women should be uh, no, not be hit either, and nor should men, and nor should anyone. Be but worse. the most yeah. helpless people who have no, yeah, uh, well, yeah. you know where the 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 guilt falls, and I'm talking about clear guilt, like you hit, and you, um, well, in countries where it's illegal to hit children, you can actually you can actually take the kid away or you could, um, you know, punish the parent. You know, I don't know if it's a good thing to do. I have no idea. It would be much nicer if we could all get, you know, yeah. get our responsibility on and, and, and learn that you can't do this to a helpless being who is completely dependent on you. So we could go through a ton of variations and, and emotional trauma yeah. is just as bad. You know, we know from the experiment, I think it was in the 70s when I was in school, the wire monkey. Uh, 
So you had a, a, a monkey raised by a wire monkey that held a, a, a milk bottle. And then the other mm. wire monkey was covered in, um, in, um, in a cloth. So the, the monkey went to the, the wire monkey with the bottle and fed. But as soon as he was finished feeding, ran over to the comforting, you know, uh, fabric covered monkey. You know, we, we, we know we don't survive without, without touch, right? So what else don't we survive with? We need touch, we need caring, we need love. So any type of emotional um, yeah. withdrawal is going safe. to have an impact on us. Yes, well, to even have a space where you're completely safe to, to, to mature, mm within the family and then the family gives you the tools to figure out how to solve problems so you're not demanding mm. unreasonable safety right right so there's there's a demand you know i've seen it over and over again let's say um you know you talk about something that's a difficult topic and, you know, people start saying, no, you've got to stop speaking because I don't feel safe. Well, that's not a solution is to make other people stop yeah. speaking because this is helping many people. So you need to do for yourself and resolve what keeps you safe. You can't prevent other people from working through their issues. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or preventing, you know, I always think of utopias, right? So people want utopias. and and. I, my question has been since I was a tiny child. Yeah. But whose utopia mine. are you talking it's about? Everything. <laughs> Here's or mine. Because if, if, you, if you put me in a situation where I had to listen to the same conversation over and over again about superficial things that discover nothing, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, how was your trip? How was the weather? How was your day? I'd be in a living hell. Or, you know, playing uh, spiritual music all day long, <laughs> like Enya or something, right? I was, I was actually subject to Enya <laughs> for 10 years in a shop I worked in. Now, originally I liked her, but after 10 years, it was like, don't even put her on. It's just, I can't deal with yeah. it. So you could just imagine, right? So I want my ACDC coming on, but I don't even know if I could have a daily diet of ACDC yeah. and no Barbara like Streisand or whatever it's else. Like, uh, at you university, know, variety... first year I was in halls, so I was, they cooked for me. But as a vegetarian, all they gave me was courgette every day. I'm like, I couldn't eat courgette for four years after that. <laughs> I didn't mind courgette. But I, I don't blame you. Like yeah, a whole exactly. year every day having courgette. I'm like, no. It's, uh, yeah. Anything. Too much of anything is mad. Right. So. Well, yeah. you might be able to yeah, do yeah. it and you don't care. Um, you'd have to have a whole other world, but. What about, what about the diversity of your own thought? And then you can't just think things all by yourself on an island alone. Yeah. You need to talk about what you think, right? So, you know, I can think all the things I'm talking about now, but until I verbalize them, mm. then I see the holes in what I'm saying. And I, and I look and I go, wow, I really need to research that. And I really need to figure out how to express this. So they're, it's so diverse what needs to be discussed that 
you know, I can't wait till people start to help out, you know, and give us give us more and more ideas and things to yeah. talk about and flesh out so that we more clearly understand our ideas. And, you know, we're, we're going to tend to go yeah, I know. I was topic about to say, all the we time. I'm talking about a tarot reading. But, but, we, but yeah. the thing is, we still are because we're still figuring out what it, what is that trauma. And you, you don't know exactly what the person's trauma is, but they're going to reveal the trauma as you go along. And sometimes, even when someone yeah. says, no, that's not what's going on, they will reveal the trauma yeah. that reveals for themselves that yeah. it's exactly, you know, I've often said, not, not too often, there are not too many people who look at, at readings, but they're memorable to me because they, they, they stand out as in, I wonder what went on there that they didn't get it. Did I not explain it well? And then after a few moments, you know, they'll talk a bit and I'll say, well, isn't that what I just said? And they'll say, actually, you did. So somehow listening, it goes in and, and the, the filters translate it. Then there's the other side of that, which is so crazy, where someone hears what I've said, changes it, and turns it into something else. Yeah. So they'll call me up and say, you said this. And I'll say, I really go back to your audio. I don't, I'm like 99.99% sure that's something I would have never said. It doesn't sound yes. like me. It's, it, it's just, no. And it doesn't sound like you're reading because I don't remember them. Yeah, I have about 24 hours <laughs> and then it goes for a reading and that's about yeah. it. But if I do too many readings, and, yeah, if, if I do too many readings but in a day, I don't, yeah, I don't remember them. Yeah, my brain on the sessions. No. Um, but it, like I'm thinking of an example. Of, like, I gave a, this was a, a healing session and I was like, it was about the death of a dog. And this woman was like, no, I never had a dog, only cats. And I'm like, I really think this is about a dog. And we started working through it. And suddenly she had this memory of this dog dying. And it's like, like sometimes the trauma is there. We've suppressed it so much that it's, you know, even a small little thing. We just don't see it. So tarot, tarot can bring those things out, I guess. Yes, yes. Tarot and so many healing, different kind of work. And of course, we have to be so careful not yes, to put false could, memories in people because yeah. that's easy to do as well. <laughs> right? So, you know, if, if I say something okay. and they say like, it well, never happened, well, I'll say that's fine. That's fine. But it, yeah. It, yeah, we'll just maybe it's a metaphor for something. And, that, and that's not necessarily putting uh, doubt, it's just not creating a situation where yeah. you're placing a false memory uh, or, mm -hmm. you know, they go off and create a false memory or um, insisting, you say, well, maybe this is supposed to bring yeah. something up. Maybe it was a cat. Maybe it was a cat. Maybe was it like was. A a, I do yeah. this really often. And it, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I kind of work with, well, wait, maybe my filter yeah. went to dog. I, I, I'm, I kind of look at it that way and usually they'll call up and say you know what I asked and this actually happened you know I didn't know my there was one session this girl I told her something and she said no no way that happened she went home and asked her mother mm. she said oh certainly it did and she she called me up right away and said wow that um that did occur so you know I, I like the the not urging something or pushing something to come out to explore it open it up and see what what communication am i getting or what is my right brain picking up 
and translating that maybe I got wrong, but there might mm. be something there or there's nothing there. Maybe it's just totally, you know, left field. Of course, you know, we've been doing this work for so many years. We, we have too much confirmation for uh, our intuition, but I, I think what I like to do is just say, okay, well, let's see where it goes. And then as they're laying there, the stories or laying there for a session or getting a tarot reading, the stories start rising mm-hmm. or a few days later, they, they, they recall it. Yeah. So it's quite, quite fascinating. So you're, you're picking up on all of that, but you're also picking up, as I mentioned earlier, on their movements. There's something greater going on. And you might even use like in the, in the form of the tarot, just giving a definition of one of the cards. Right. So if you give a definition of the Pope and you say, well, it's a teacher, wisdom, they might go, yeah, I, I have just found a teacher or um, I'm thinking about teaching or I'm thinking because often it could be writing a book, expressing your wisdom. And they'll say, yes, I have been mm. uh, thinking about those things, you know, thinking about writing, thinking about getting the word out there, thinking about my education, thinking about, you know, what I've been doing in my life that, you know, obviously in more detail. So the archetypes themselves evoke what's going Mm. on, which can really Mm -hmm. help tell the story, right? Because we can't forget the tarot is just, you know, one of the things is it, it tunes into the collective unconscious of what the story is of a particular lifetime. Right. And we're doing that by what we know. Um, what we're evoking, what what the cards uh, or the meanings of the cards can evoke, or even the imagery. Uh, a lot of people look at the imagery and say, oh, that reminds me of. If they're not present for mm. the reading, they can't necessarily do that. But some of the words in the story might evoke for them uh, stories, and, and they slowly start to see the story of their lives and what is the lesson that they're in the process of learning. And they'll, uh, let's say you give an example and say, well, this looks like, you know, you, okay, let's say you've been uh, betrayed. It's like uh, Zeus and Hera. So Hera is betrayed by Zeus constantly. He goes off and he's, you know, having relations <laughs> with all these different nymphs and earthlings, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then we see her rage coming to the surface she's enraged and vengeful and and takes it out on you know one story she takes it out on echo um on in other stories she takes it out on different Mm -hmm. on different people right this this vengeance so it's a story that tells you that you're in this malevolent vengeance that is working against you and then you look at the story and see how you would resolve that vengeance Right, the gods are the archetypes yeah. of what goes on. And the feminine and the masculine, not necessarily man and woman, because a woman could be the one doing the philandering, <laughs> not just the man, even though it's represented by Zeus. But oftentimes I look at, well, why did why do the fairy tales myths usually use the man as the betrayer when it comes to sex? Well, because the masculine is is the energy dynamic of yeah. spreading seed and the feminine has to hold the baby for months and months yeah. they can't just run around you know 
Um, <laughs> even though a lot of us do, you could probably figure that, you know, it's very damaging to, to women. I'm not saying every woman, and if you take responsibility, but most times it's very damaging to be uh, promiscuous as a woman for, for many different reasons. We won't get into that right now, but um, it, it definitely relates to the archetypes of, of masculine and feminine. So it doesn't mean a woman couldn't be in her masculine and doing that, but, <clears throat> but the betrayal is always there. You can have different, there are many stories where, um, like um, Rapunzel, the beginning of the story is where the mother is craving the lettuce from the mm. witch's garden next door. And she craves it and craves it and craves it and finally gets her husband to go over the, the wall and get her some lettuce. And she's still not satisfied. That's like the mm. vampire devouring mother, right? She's devouring the lettuce and tells him to go back. And he says, no, this isn't a good idea. But he also doesn't take yeah. responsibility for his actions, right? So, so he goes over, steals it again, gets caught by the witch. And the witch says, okay, um, you, you take it, but I get your firstborn child, right? And that's how Rapunzel well, gets locked this, in the I castle, never knew that. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so the betrayal of the, of the feminine mm. to the masculine occurs often this um, I was watching the movie Somerset Mom and, and the Razor's Edge, which was inspired by Carl Jung and how the woman who is in love with the main character, you know, just is so devoted to him. But slowly you see her her need for material possessions and she she her own malevolence and lack of awareness of herself ends up where she is part of the causation of the, the death of a of one of the characters in the story you know it's 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 an excellent story um to to watch but these stories you know they're permeate and and once you're tuning in with someone so there's intuition there's the 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 dynamic between you and the querent there's subtle cues that you're picking up over and over again where they want to go, what they want to do. So in Sarah's yeah. case, the the audio of the tarot reading, you know, it, it was it was evident that um, she was experiencing a deep release of of all the things that have been holding her in contraction. Now, if she hadn't experienced a release, I would have been a little trepidatious and made sure that she was not living in expectation that the reading was going to bring her all the miracles. Instead, um, she was talking about release, which just calms down the system so she could take the actions she needs to take in her life and also to recognize what she is good at. You know, that's, that's a big yeah. job. It's not a little job for her it's going forward. She has to really, you know, um, have compassion for herself and gentleness and really respect what she's able to do and and allow herself the the ability to um or allow her give herself permission i'd say that's a better word uh, give herself permission to to be yeah. able to fulfill these things right yeah so her you know you could say her story is is like cinderella the very responsible child who hasn't had 
when it comes to life, the appropriate parents to uh, support her in that way. You know, not, not in any disregard to her own parents that they did anything wrong, but maybe just were not able to give her what she needed to value herself. So, you know, a lot of the concerns are always about money for Sarah. So if you're not valuing yourself, then you're not going to mm. get the money you need, right? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's giving people that push or that acknowledgement that they've got some potential and some talents and strengths to go after, which kind of ignites that spark again. And Or, yeah, they don't, or even just people don't see their brilliance. No, they they're well, so they're not good caught up in well, also in in what the, yeah, whatever victim mode puts them in, right? Somehow there's a thought process. This is just in my experience that if I remain the victim, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot easier. It's a known territory. I'm safe here. I know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. It's horrible. It's painful. Even though it's the more. Yeah, that's the one of the hardest, um, the hardest work that I work with is being with someone t- and supporting. Once they do it, it's so gentle and so easy. But before they get to the point where they really want to take a peek and see what's going on inside. They will resist tooth and nail. Of course, I don't. Mm. I don't. I only suggest it. And maybe ask a few questions and you'll feel that resistance. So you kind of wait it out. But they could go on for a couple of years like that. And still, you know, if I present particular work that I'm doing that they can do, they'll they'll say, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yet, you know, crying and, and constantly crying, uh, leaving me you know, emails and telling me and how much they're crying about this. And I said, well, would you like to do this work? Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, not that work. I'd rather do this work. Mm-hmm. And you just see the, the door shutting completely mm-hmm. on what exactly would free them. Right. So it's, it's, it's as though the conflict that I have is better than having freedom. Cause if I had freedom, then what would happen? And many times it's about regret. It's many times it's about, um, yeah, about regret, you know, not taking responsibility. If, you, if you're so afraid of what you haven't taken responsibility for, then, you know, regret looms over like a demonic mm-hmm. uh, entity, right? This demon that sits above. But when you take responsibility, it, all of, of opportunity stands in front of you. So that's just a, a simple way or a simple way I could say that, you know, we're looking at tarot, but it's definitely, you know, there prediction is not necessarily rocket science. There are certain things you, you have predicted in your life. Like if it's a super sunny day today and, you know, you don't see any clouds coming, you might predict that tomorrow will be sunny and likely you'll, you'll do well. Right. Um, you know, especially if you're living in a, yeah, a in, in Greece in the summer, it'll be fine. you're likely yeah. predicted it's going to be sunny. And 
you know, there's certain things where the, the, you know, there's, there's unlimited options to what one can do, but they're not all viable. Right. So how am I going to get out of a particular, let's say somebody says they're in debt. How am I going to get out of debt? So, well, you, you, you maybe downsize, reduce all your bills and then put a little bit against it for as long as you have to, maybe you're, you could get two yeah. jobs and, or whatever it is, you know, lots of, lots of good solutions uh, to taking care of your debt. And then you say, well, what are some of the other solutions? Well, there are tons of them. I mean, one of them is an, a unicorn could and come by you, and, and give you a winning lottery your house ticket from a pot of gold. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You might win the lotto. But these are not yeah. these are not the most viable solutions, right? They're they're not they're unlikely. What's what's likely is, you know, working at your job, you know, and or yeah. getting a second job and paying down the debt. I mean, it depends on and of course you design your whole life that way. I see people who, who live in very expensive areas and they're freaking out about finances and they don't reduce Yeah, they're out their, their um they're ugly. Take yeah. responsibility. They don't reduce the, which is, I want what I want. That's very id response. I want what I want. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like the way it is. Well, sure you do, but it's not working for you. It's not practical. Yeah, but so-and-so has it. Why can't I? Well, so-and-so yeah. probably did it differently. <laughs> and yeah. who knows what they've got that you don't have. You don't copy what people have. You copy what they do. And and maybe that'll work for you or you need to vary it. I mean, if somebody is a rocket scientist with a 145 IQ or 160 mm. IQ, which is super rare, uh, no. you're not going to be able to do what they do. <laughs> but some people, some people are designed to work seven days a week, 18 they hours a day. Some work. people can do this. They're... they're their their nervous system can do it they can fly around the world get off planes go directly into meetings get back on a plane in the evening fly back home maybe sleep a few hours in their back out some people can do it yeah but not everybody is the same not every nervous system is the same you can't do it so you've got to figure out how to deal with something based on yeah your body right but most people say no, I can't, but I want to be like no. them. Well, you, you, you may not be able to. You, you may not be able to do that. And, and this is where you get into some difficulty, yeah. how trauma occurs too, is when, when parents haven't, and I'm talking about all of us, right? All of us. So whoever is unable to take responsibility for what they have and, and be able to, to problem resolve and figure out how to make their own lives and, and work with that, and then you you sabotage your own children. You know, this this I've seen over and over again where parents sabotage their children. They will say verbally, mm. I want everything for my kids. Then you see that they're constantly sabotaging the child with inane things. Inane. I remember this one woman, you know, her, her child was overweight and she wanted her kid to lose weight and was constantly on top mm-hmm. of him with rules and regulations. Like the kid's going to try and come out yeah. from under all your rules and regulations. And one of the ways he's going to do it, if you're not going to listen to him, 
is he's going to yeah. expand so he can get some space, right? So, you know, we often say fat is protection. Well, yeah, that's one side. But the other side is, how can I create more space? Now, it's not a logical um, can, uh, idea, but one of the yeah. possibilities is need more space. The more you can track down on yeah. the kid, the bigger the kid's going to get. so many layers. So many layers. We I mean, talk about you know, weight for just, about 100 just years. Just touching the surface. <laughs> it definitely, that's just, just a huge one is weight. Huge, huge one. Yeah, I'm about to embark, and I think it's about a week or so oh. from now on a group session on weight. And I'm hoping that's going to have an impact on yeah. not only <laughs> them, but myself. <laughs> You know, the weight's been coming off since I've started my mm. experiment where I'm eating only meat. It's been coming off a lot. But you can kind of feel where, you know, it kind of gets bunged up. Or um, I noticed that one of my hypotheses is when someone, when anyone is losing weight, um, the, there's not only... Um, chemical reactions and physical reactions going on but there's emotional content in that let's say pound of flesh or pound of fat and and once it comes to the surface it needs to it needs to be dealt with or you Mm. you springboard back up again right because you're getting closer to the trauma whatever that trauma is especially when it comes to um, individuating from the parent right and that could take a lifetime take a lifetime to individuate from our parents you know, the, the, this is so interesting to see, well, the parents were just human. And, you know, from there, people springboard too. And they did the best they could. No, that's not good enough. No, the best you could was really bad. So now it is in the present to say, I did what I did. I take yeah. full responsibility. Yeah. Let's see what I can do now. What can I be responsible for and better take care of things not submit to resignation under the umbrella of i did the best that i could right that, that's that's yeah. just complete resignation and asking your child yeah. to resign yeah if to it. everything i've done it's you know, you know it's basically a, it's a end all yeah I, yeah that's <laughs> that's like a tattoo people end should all. get just tattoo it to your forehead and walk around saying I did the best way I could and see how quickly you'll be hired for a job, right? This is so difficult. You you have somebody come in for a job um, and um, they're going to give you that excuse, I did the best that I could. It's like, well, that's not interesting to me that you're doing the best that you can. Tell me something else. Tell me you're ready to explore. Yeah, tell me you're ready to explore what we're doing. Tell me you're ready to... You know, yeah. question and figure out things and solve problems. Of course, we've got a little problem there because there's the the Pareto distribution, right? It, it's the Pareto. So the square root of the number of employees is yeah. going to do half the work and the rest do the rest of the work. You know, so you're you're not going to be able to do that. But when people come to me and tarot and complain, you know, the first thing is, are you that square root of the people who do you know, 50% of the work. And usually it's, no, it's not. And then you hear the litany yeah. of becauses. I don't do it because, you know, I've got this, I've got that. Well, you're making your choices. So don't expect others to um, 
to gift you with things that they've earned so that you can make all your choices. You know, we've talked about this before, but the sacrifice you and I made not to get married, not to have kids, you know, in some ways it was a sacrifice. We might've done it for the better good of ourselves, whatever, but it was a sacrifice Mm -hmm. we had to make. One, not not to live off the state, two, not to, you know, burden my parents, you know, with babysitting and caring for the kids, you know, there are a lot of reasons why I wouldn't do it. Now, I don't say that they're right or wrong, but you make your choices and you take responsibility for those choices. And you can't run around the world saying it's owed to me. It's not owed to you. Which is the, the, you know, when something's owed, you think something's owed to you, you remain in victim mode. Yeah. Right. I see it all the time. You know, they, that's owed to me. No, it's not. Yeah. No one owes no. you anything. Not a thing. Yeah, we could talk about Which could be a subject for another time. Well. Where I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's just, there's a, it was an interesting post that maybe we could, you know, follow another time uh, that somebody, a photographer is asked to, several times to do this for free and i know a lot of photographers are asked yeah to do photography for, for free and i'll publish your work and i'll you know so so i started laughing because you know it's happened to me as well you know i get free tarot readings online so give me a free yeah. reading. like just go online just go online like, you don't need me oh i don't understand it well um, that's <laughs> well, why i charge well you shouldn't charge because it's for free like this this you know so, so I would say, what do you do? And they say, oh, I sell computers. Great. So bring over a computer and I'll do a reading for you. If you do your job. Well, I can't do thing. that. How dare you ask me? I'm like, how dare you ask me? Right? Exactly the same thing. Doing something for, I'll publicize mm-hmm. your company. I'll okay. show people my, you know. I've had that right, healing one. But no, no, like, no. Oh, no, right? do a session it's for it. me. Because if you change things, I'll tell everybody. And it's like, well, that's never going to work. Exactly. Like, right. If you don't, there is an exchange. Nothing's going to change. Also, well, things are exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, that'll be for next time. As always, yeah. always, it's totally enjoyable to talk I'm to you. Sure we'll come and back to tarot. Hopefully, everyone else out well. there is enjoying things. Cool. Yes, we will continue to do that. I think <laughs> there are too many topics to cover. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Bye. All right, love. Have a good one.